0: Lockdown two, electric boogaloo.
1: <laughs> Trust you to make a song out of it. It's not a f-
0: song; it's a film. Is it not a yeah. song? The no. Breaking two electric boogaloo is the reference that everyone uses.
1: But that's not a song. No, that's a film. Right. Why is it not a song? Well, it sounds like a song.
0: <laughs> so there is a TV. There is a film called Breaking.
1: Break in.
0: No, Breaking. B R B-R-E-A-C-K-I-N apostrophe. Right. And then there's a sequel, Breaking 2. C-K? There's a sequel.
1: <laughs> yeah. No, but you're saying breaking as in, are you mean like breaking like breaking a window?
0: Uh, well, I think it's probably break dancing. Okay. But yeah, and then there's a sequel, Breaking 2, colon, uh, Electric Boogaloo.
1: It's just because breaking doesn't have a C in it.
0: I didn't say CK.
1: I'm sure you did. I'll listen back to that and see. Anyway, I was just...
0: B-R-E-A-K. That's it. (laughs) Yeah. I don't care.
1: Right. Breaking Apostrophe, and there's a sequel.
0: Yes. Which is called Breaking 2, Electric Boogaloo. And it's become a reference point for things when something is 2, put Electric Boogaloo.
1: I've never heard that before. Sorry.
0: (laughs) Breaking 2, Judgment Day. (laughs) Breaking two, their first assignment. <laughs> Breaking two, whatever the taglines for the never-ending story two is.
1: Anyway, local lockdown. Yeah,
0: local lockdown. We're in local lockdown.
1: <laughs> well, is it? I mean, it's more rest- restriction. I may have um, broken the law on a, like a major occasion this morning by mingling in the street with one of our mates.
0: Well, that's a good idea to put it in, <laughs> to put it out in the world.
1: Yeah, I know. I just, I just don't know what the rules are. I don't know what the rules are and I'm a lawyer but I'm finding it very hard to keep up with what I am allowed and not allowed to do. So we're not allowed to have anyone in our house, but if you not on purpose, genuinely not on purpose meet your mate in the street because they're going for a haircut and you're bringing cake home, is that a problem?
0: I think I think the key thing here is just do what makes you happy. Be sensible. And do what makes you happy
1: mm-hmm. A cake makes me happy so that ticks all the boxes
0: yes and thank you for going to get specifically to get us cake this morning
1: <laughs> nine o'clock I left the house to get cake I mean, <laughs> that's a worry isn't it if, we're, if, we're, if we are going to go into a proper like the lockdown that we were in before when we shielded if we're going to go into that again the amount of cake that we consumed last time if we do that again we're never going to leave the house because we won't be able to fit through the front door
0: I'm fine with that.
1: <laughs> yeah, we'll just stay in. We'll just, just podcast in. every day. Yeah, why not? So many things to watch.
0: Yes, absolutely. Uh, we've had a busy week watching oh, stuff. Yeah. I feel like a lot of stuff has come on this week. Um, a lot of new things. A lot of new things. And we've been to the cinema.
1: Yes. But not together.
0: Well, we'll get to that. <laughs> Let's not spoil the uh All right. <laughs> spoil the feature. Um, so before we go in, I think we just want to say congratulations to Jenny and Matt who got married today as we are recording this.
1: Yes, congratulations Jenny and Matt.
0: I don't know if they'll listen.
1: Mr and Mrs Lovett. <laughs> but yeah, obviously an uh, interesting time to get married and we're absolutely delighted that things haven't been locked down to the extent that you're not able to go ahead with things like that. So we're we're delighted and hope they had an absolutely wonderful day we've already had a couple of drinks to celebrate with the bride and groom so even though we're not there physically we are there in spirit bit much do you think i can see your face come on i can see your face going like do you know like time out time out enough enough."
0: congratulations right yeah one. okay let's get on
1: tv what you-
0: so, you have watched something that I would not watch in a million years.
1: And You know what? You're looking at me, like, to start this bit off. And the reason I'm hesitating is because we've just congratulated our friends on getting married. And now I'm going to talk about Dennis Nielsen, the serial killer. And it just doesn't seem quite right. But... I don't
0: know who Dennis Nielsen is.
1: Okay, well, he's a serial killer, Mark.
0: Uh, yeah, I would have never... Like, I don't know anything about him, so...
1: you never heard of him at all. Like the
0: name somewhat rings a bell? When was this?
1: um, 80s. I
0: wouldn't know serial killers in the 80s.
1: I mean, there's some people who wouldn't have been born when Fred and Rose West were around, but they'll know of them. Do you know what I mean? I
0: know the big hitters. I know, like, the Sutcliffe and (laughs) uh, Fred and Rose West. Yeah. Uh, Dennis has never crossed my path.
1: Okay. He's an interesting one because his his crimes were, I mean all murder is horrific, but there was a lot of really gruesome details to his, his crimes and he also was um, someone who was uh, quite prolific and wasn't caught. But the main thing about Dennis Nielsen is that he was just this average bloke, worked in the job centre, when the police came to search his office, mm. his colleagues wouldn't let them because they couldn't believe that he would have done anything wrong, never mind murder. So they weren't even allowed in. They were like, no, we just can't, can't believe it. And the programme that we're talking about is DES, which is a dramatisation of the Nielsen story. Yeah. It was a three-parter on ITV this week.
0: Was it one of them Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday things like
1: Possibly. I I've, I've been catching up with it on the ITV player, so okay. I can't tell you. But it's p- probably something something like that. Yeah. Um I should I should know this, isn't it? That's great research. I mean it me. was. It was Monday, Tuesday, <laughs> was Wednesday. It? I was it was
0: more a loaded question, but uh
1: <laughs> Well there you go, you know more about it than I do. Um but yeah, it, it it's called Dez because that's what people called him. His name was Dennis, he said call call me Dez. Yeah, this is a... It's a tough one to talk about, actually, because I didn't know the precise details of the crimes. And they are horrific. I mean, you've, I've got to put a massive warning on this programme. I'm not sure if it's one I can recommend. Because it's so sinister. It's so horrific what happened to these mostly young men. Okay. Um, we don't know the exact extent of Nielsen's crimes... Because forensic science back in the day obviously wasn't as good as it is now. And things were done around the case as well in terms of Scotland Yard and them deciding to make certain choices in relation to the case. Mm. Again, not going to go into too much detail, not going to spoil it. So I don't want to go into too much because there will be things that for dramatic purposes... I think it's best that you just see it on, on the telly. But also, the crimes themselves are not pleasant to to speak about. Not that any crime is pleasant to speak about. Do you know what I mean? They're, they are particularly not nice. Yeah. So much so that Ofcom's received a number of complaints this week about the depiction of Nielsen's crimes. And, weirdly, <laughs> about the amount of smoking... In the programme as okay. well. Now, I... You know... I
0: mean, there's people complaining to Ofcom for a lot of reasons oh, at the yeah, minute. Uh, totally. yeah,
1: totally. I think yeah. it's, yeah. And you take things with a pinch of salt, don't you, when you see a headline that says, 100 complaints to Ofcom about, yeah. you know. But I found the smoking thing really interesting because it, it really, for me, it takes me back to that period. There are people smoking in the you know, in Scotland Yard, there are people smoking in the cells, you know, in, in pubs, which now seems completely weird to us, but it takes you back to to that, that environment for me. So that was interesting that that was one of the things they were com- complaining about. But I think the main thing I want to concentrate on, away from the gruesomeness, away from the complaints, are the, the actors that are involved in the show. Yes. It's a three-hander, although having said that, it's not that sort of three-hander where there's only them in the room. There's plenty of other people, plenty of other other actors in the in the shows. But we really concentrate on these three men. David Tennant as Des. Yeah. Daniel Mays as the DCI okay. in charge of the case, DCI Jays, and Jason Watkins as Brian Masters, who was Dennis Nielsen's official biographer. Okay. So you're seeing the story through their eyes to 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 an extent mm. really really interesting casting david tennant apparently has wanted to do this for such a long time because he looks so much like him and when you look at the pictures of nielsen and you look at the pictures of tennant it, it, it really is it's quite really uncanny yeah really uncanny it's a fantastic performance My my only hesitation, you can hear it in my voice, my only hesitation is I'm just so used to knowing David Tennant now. It's a bit like when Olivia Coleman, and obviously you put the two together for Broadchurch, don't Mm. you? But it's a bit like when Olivia Coleman goes and plays the Queen. I know that's Olivia Coleman playing the Queen. Yes. So when David Tennant plays someone now, I know that's David Tennant, who I see on talk shows, who I've seen do multiple different performances. I know that's David Tennant pretending to be a serial killer. And it's excellent, but... I never get lost in the performance. I don't ever think, wow, I've totally forgotten that this is acting or I've totally forgotten that that's David Tennant who, you know... Like, I'm really fascinated by the fact that David Tennant buried the daughter of another doctor from Doctor <laughs> Who. You know, I, I think that's amazing. And, you know, it, I just love i just love stuff like that where but it makes it difficult for me to sort of leave all that behind when i'm i was watching it thinking oh that must have been really difficult to take home like i was thinking i wonder you know how that manifests when you you're living in in this person and then you're gonna go home to your kids and do, do you know what i mean
0: yeah some people deal with it better than others mm. i mean what's your man from um 30 seconds to Mars
1: Jared Leto yeah
0: yes he's a weird one isn't he for yes. getting into roles
1: really really getting into it and uh, you know who who knows what's happened with this but for me Tenant is brilliant there is no getting away from that but for me the standout performer in this is Daniel Mayers okay it's subtle mm. it's not a showy performance, but mm. I think it's one of the best things he's done in a very long time. I
0: really like Daniel Mays. And
1: yeah, exactly. And I love Daniel. I I I don't think I've seen a bad performance mm. from Daniel Mays. But th- this maybe it's been it's there's not been anything that's grabbed me, yeah. Um, recently, and this one really did. Even though it was quiet, even though it's all about the the plodding nature sometimes of police work, mm. the difficulties, the challenges. The, the dead ends, the okay. bureaucracy from your superiors, it's all tied up in his performance mm. of someone who really wants to be and is a good copper. And yet he's faced with this person. And what do you do with, with this average guy who's done these horrific things and kind of says, oh, you know, I'm kind of hoping you tell me why I've done this. You know, and then you've got Jason Watkins as the official biographer, who again is we're seeing it through his. You know, he's interested in Nielsen to begin with because what do you what do you think? Are they mad? Are they bad? Or they sad? You know, how do how do we exist in a world with someone like that who's a civil servant who used to be a, a policeman? Was a policeman okay. for you? You know, how do we exist in the world with people like that where they're doing? these things. So he's trying to get into the psychology of it and, and work it out. Mm. And again, Watkins performance is brilliant in the, the twists and the turns of you know do you trust this person? are they telling the truth? You want to tell their story, but there's is there something not quite right there? So I', I found it a fascinating show, but it is it's sinister. it's got a horrible sense of darkness about it. It's not an easy watch. So it's difficult to recommend. Yeah, but it is a fantastic piece of television.
0: Okay, I'm, I'm. I will not watch this.
1: No, it's not your sort of thing at all. And I would never say, "Oh, you've got to, got to watch it." That's it's. It's not up your street at all. But mm. if you like a crime drama, mm. this is a brilliant crime drama. It's mm. so well directed. It's so well put together. It doesn't treat the victims of crime with disrespect in fact it's incredibly respectful of them and of other potential victims of Nielsen as well it has a lot to say about the way that we treated gay people in the 70s and the 80s and in particular the homophobia that existed I mean homophobia exists now but Mm. particularly existed at the time in the way that the police treated victims of crime and dealt with uh, people who may have otherwise come forward. It's not like one of those shows where we're going to talk about this. Yeah. It's really subtly placed into the show and I think therefore it has more power if that makes sense. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So yeah, not not a recommendation for you, <laughs> but if you love a love a crime drama, then this this should be right up your street with the big warning that this is, this is a difficult watch.
0: Okay, okay. Should we talk about the third day?
1: Yeah, go on.
0: So we've literally just switched off the third day.
1: Yeah. Um, I'm not sure I've processed this yet. Good. Maybe you can help me. Yes,
0: okay. So this is the latest big release from, uh, while a text comes through <laughs> to my phone, talking about, oh, hang on, hang on, hang on. Incoming spam detected is what my phone says. Incoming spam? Start your injury claim is the thing that's... Uh, text has come through. Right, okay. Let's put my phone on silent. So, the third day is the latest big um, collaboration between Sky Atlantic and HBO. The episode that we have just seen stars Jude Law. He is having... Should we say he's having a bad day? Mm. Um, he is going for a walk through the woods just to clear his head and he comes across a girl that is in a situation. I don't think we'll say any more than that. Yes. Yeah. So he looks after her. He goes to take her home and she lives on this tidal island that the only way you can get to it is a causeway uh, you can only reach during low tide. Very much like Holy Island near yeah, us. Yeah,
1: <laughs> I was thinking that when it came up. Yeah,
0: and... On the island, he meets Emily Watson and... Paddy, Paddy Constantine. Constantine. Running uh, a pub. Yeah, running a pub. There are other residents. Uh, Mark Lewis Jones turns mm-hmm. up for a bit. Nice uh, mm-hmm. to see him. Yeah. And weird stuff happens.
1: Yeah, but, but does it? This is the thing. Yeah. There is a complete sense of foreboding all mm. the way through. It has... Wicker man it has don't look now the, all those elements midsummer. of midsummer I've not seen midsummer but I can completely get that that would be the the feet, mm. the tone of it and you you just don't know i mean Paddy Considine is brilliant at playing someone who seems completely normal and friendly on the face of it but you just know don't you, you look at him you just think Paddy, there's something not right with you. Yes. So, you're you're going you're, you're gonna to turn around in a minute and have, like, you're happy smiley now, but in a minute you're going to be a big angry man. Yeah, it's it's odd, isn't it? It's mm. unsettling.
0: I think you said, like, the mood around this, or the thing around this. The mood is... Com- I love this pub. This pub looks amazing. Mm. Um, Little things like the... Just the way that the sausage rolls are wrapped up in cling film in the background. I didn't notice that. Yeah, there's sausage rolls in the background. There is a regional dartboard. And as someone who is a little bit obsessed with regional dartboards, do you even know what a regional dartboard no, I'm is?
1: I'm not I've <laughs> got a clue.
0: So it looked, it looked to me like a Yorkshire dartboard, which is one with a smaller bull, no a ring and no trebles, which is used almost exclusively throughout Yorkshire. Um, not so much now because I think darts has come so mainstream that everyone uses the same sort of championship dartboard. But yeah, through, like up till sort of the seventies, um, different pubs in different regions would have different types of dartboards where the numbers have been different orders, or they'd have different like scoring segments and stuff like that. So yeah, it just it's very retro and it looks like a and it looks like a a pub that's lost in time. Um,
1: I said to you, didn't we were watching? Yeah, time. this looks like sort of pub we go to. Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> This appears to be, and I've been caught by this before, everything that I wanted from uh, Lovecraft Country. There is that mystery to it, there is the mood to it, and I really hope that they don't start dicking about in a museum doing an Indiana Jones ripoff (laughs) in the next episode. I thought this had lost you about ten minutes in because you started playing with your phone.
1: Yeah, it had, because I just thought, oh, yeah. I mean, I've never been one for the the sort of programmes where someone ends up, some, somewhere in a situation and mm. they think they're safe but we all know that they're not. I've never been one for that because it okay. really unsettles me and I I'm just anxious throughout it. Mm. But this actually is much more of a slow burner. Yeah. We know there's something going under under the surface. Of course we do. Mm. But it's not so in your face. And I I can't work out what it is. I really hope Jude Law doesn't end up in a wicker man at the end of it. Do you know, I and mean? I just I've seen that so many times before. Yeah. I the bees. want yeah, I want <laughs> not the bees. I want it to be I want it to be something a little bit different. Okay. Um, so we've seen the pub and we've seen a couple of other locations on the island, but we mm. haven't fully explored them. So I'm hoping, like there's a big house, for example. Yeah. So I'm hoping that in other episodes, we'll get to see who lives in the big house and mm. what's going on in, in in there. How many episodes is this?
0: Right. So I was about to ask a different question. Mm. What do you understand by the structure of this show?
1: I, I know. Is this meant to be like a live element to it or something like Because this was called Summer, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. This episode was called Summer. I know nothing else.
0: Okay, so this series is seven episodes long and the first three episodes are Summer, which is a standalone story. And the final three episodes are Winter, which is a standalone story with a lot of the characters in between, but the first one stars Jude Law, the last three episode story stars Naomi Harris. In between is... A, what is called an experimental episode. So it's going to be filmed live. It is going to be 12 hours long. And it's going to run from 9 o'clock in the morning to 9 o'clock at night on the 3rd of October on Sky Arts. It's not canon. It's You don't need to watch it. Right. It is a, just a completely separate story with the with the characters of this in.
1: Right. I don't know how I feel about that. I
0: know exactly how you feel about that. I, something.
1: <laughs> I just, I don't have the time.
0: This is the sort of thing. Well, I mean, so it's going to be in real time. So
1: Yeah, but who's got the time to sit But
0: Well, no one has. That's the point. I'll
1: get hernia if I sit down for that long. Well,
0: I don't think you, I, I think it's, I don't think you're meant to sit there from nine o'clock till you nine o'clock like at night. You think it's like Big
1: Brother where you're meant to just like dip in and out?
0: I think so, yeah. But then
1: how do you follow what's going on? Well, that's it.
0: That's why I'm interested about this.
1: Do you think there'll be highlights at nine o'clock?
0: Match of the day? Yeah. Gary Lineker talking you through it with uh, Alan so Hansen. I'm
1: gonna, oh, see, that puts me off because I feel like I should watch all the episodes, mm. including the experimental, but I just don't have enough time in my life to sit for 12 hours watching a show. Or even if like if it's recorded, like, okay, right, live element... But then to watch that, are you going to put an hour on every day for 12 days? I mean, I don't know. Well,
0: well, I think it has been designed around this. It's not been designed as a 12-hour story. It's been designed as a piece of art uh, that tells a story. So I I don't know. I'm I'm interested to find out what they do. Mm. I knew that you'd be like that. Oh, look, Elaine doesn't understand something, so she's shutting the door on it.
1: Yeah, it's true. But also, I'm just sceptical. I'm just... I just don't know why they're doing that. Yeah, okay, it's art. Fine, love a bit of art, but this just doesn't quite. This it just doesn't float my boat. I suppose I would prefer to go to an art gallery and see some art and feel the art than twelve hours of telly that isn't really telly, and you don't have to actually watch it. And yeah, I don't know. I'm done. I'm like just hands hands to the sky right fine I'm sure this is absolutely brilliant for some people but I, I don't think it's for me
0: I'm 100% all in on this Oh God. so yeah I look forward to reporting back at the end of this when you've given up after uh, episode two
1: <laughs> yeah oh there's part of me that's quite sad about that a bit in the way that you are with like Lovecraft Country because does that break this story up are we ever gonna see the resolution of Jude Law's
0: Yes, you're going to see the resolution of that within the th- within the three first episodes. Right. Then there is a separate story that is live. It's not going to be. It's, it's not just
1: people on the island type thing.
0: Yeah, it stars the same people, but it's a separate story.
1: Will it star Jude Law.
0: Apparently, sir. So. Oh, okay. And then the final third is Naomi Harris.
1: Okay. Well, I like this episode. Good. That may be the end of it. Good, now. Yeah, I recommend this. I've, I really okay. recommend this. I didn't I expect it. that. Yeah, yeah. As it got going, because it was there, was... there was an incident in the first five minutes... Yes. ...that you turned away and went, fucking hell. Because, <laughs> because there is a, a theme of loss... Yes. ...in this. Or a perceived theme of loss, yeah. I would say. We, we haven't got to the bottom of anything. And... You, you and I have a lovely habit of putting something on that kind of goes back to to loss or yeah. death or grief. Yes. And you, sometimes you just kind of think, oh god, not again. Yeah. But yeah, it, that it wasn't particularly triggering or anything, no. anything like that. Probably because I don't really know what's going on, but I know there's been some kind of some kind of loss. Mm. Yeah. Let's see where it goes.
0: And going on something that y- your favourite show. Sure.
1: it's not my favourite show it's not my favourite show it's your favourite man it's one of my favourite men yeah
0: so Strike
1: Strike Cormor and Strike to give him his his full name although they just call him Strike on the telly but yeah Strike's back I don't know what series this is because they tend to be quite they're like three episodes or four episodes and I've kind of lost track especially as I think they put the first sort of two stories together a couple of years ago I think this has been going longer than I even remember I, th- I think this might be series four but who knows you're looking it up
0: I am I am so this is series three.
1: Oh, is it yeah see that's how bad my knowledge of, of strike is and this is why this review is going to be really short.
0: So this is yeah, this is series three, but the first series had two separate stories in it.
1: That was it. That and I got quite confused by the first series because it was it all seemed to be jumbled together.
0: Mm. So this is J.K. Rowling, sort of.
1: Yeah, writing as Robert Galbraith. Yes. Uh, it's based on her books or Robert Robert Galbraith's books, and I I my big thing about Strike is. I just love the characters. I love the character of Comer and Strike, played by Tom Burke, who was in Three Musketeers (laughs) on BBC, which is why that's where I sort of saw him mainly and that's where I've sort of got my mild obsession from. So, you know, my obsession with Three Musketeers mixed in with Tom Berg and now he's Cormoran Strike. So, you know, there we go. Now he's a, now he's like a, a private detective. So it's just ticking all the boxes for me, really. <laughs> um, and uh, Holiday Granger, who again, I, I just love her. I think she's amazing. I would, I'd quite like to be her. I, I um, wouldn't mind you being her. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, love. <laughs> um, yeah, I wouldn't either. Um, but together so charismatic wonderful chemistry that they're clearly in love with each other but they can't tell each other and there's been this will they won't they all the way through and it's it's so lovely to watch it's like one of those ones where you're so invested in their relationship because they're the really good friends and they work together really well. I mean, she's in a um, a marriage that you just, you know, she doesn't love the guy that she's with. Um, although, I mean, I mean he, is a bit, he is a bit, you know, you do think sometimes God just leave him. But on the, you know, generally he's an alright guy, but she just doesn't feel about him the way she feels about Strike. And then, of course, there's the mystery element, the detective element, where in this one she's like, she's infiltrated the Houses of Parliament and she's putting um, contact lenses in to make her eyes look different colour and she's pretending to be um, very posh and called Venetia. And so there's all those sort of like really off-the-wall elements to it that I love because you, that this, this never, you know, like, it would never go down. But it, it's interesting and the stories tend to relate back to incidents that we've seen in the press this one I still haven't quite got to the bottom of it, but it's about politicians and children that may have gone missing or died, things that we've seen mentioned in the press um over the past sort of you know five years. yeah um haven't quite got to the bottom of it. I've only watched the first episode, but i I've kind of ignore the detective part of it i just like to watch the characters i think strike and robin are just wonderful to watch so burke and granger strike and robin and i genuinely could watch them and watch their sort of <laughs> i love these scenes. i'm sorry i'm old romantic i love the scenes where he's like drinking a bottle of whiskey in his flat by himself like thinking about her wedding and likes like he stares at her throughout most of the wedding and then she's sitting, like, lying next to her husband, thinking about him at her wedding, looking at her. And, like, it's, it's like, proper old Mills and Boone type <laughs> stuff where you're, like, they should be together, but you don't want them to be together because once they've got together, that will just... You know, that's it. It's gone, hasn't it? That sort of will-they-won't-they... They...
0: Like Mulder and Scully. Yeah, yeah Like totally. So many
1: totally. That's really what it r- reminds me of. But they're charming... They're, they're they're clearly really enjoying this show um the detective part of it's kind of here and or there for me. I don't really care, but i'm I'm enjoying it and it's an easy watch although having said that, I've had to start this episode about ten times because the tiny tyrant in the house. <laughs> hasn't let me listen to it and has been singing throughout the whole of it so even with the subtitles on i found it difficult to watch but i managed today to to sort of fit it in but yeah it's it's lovely it's a bbc detective drama with two fantastic leads it's enjoyable
0: brilliant i'm i'm, I'm really glad you like it
1: yes i, I feel i feel really like, i feel really that. Da- because I'm really invested in this relationship that doesn't exist. I'm getting old.
0: So, should we go on to the film that we've watched?
1: Yeah, Cue Alien Ant Farm. <laughs> Party on, dude. <laughs> Be excellent to one another,
0: each other. I don't know. <laughs> oh, three beers oh, I don't know. I can't remember what happened today.
1: <laughs> we went to see Bill and Ted face the music. Separately. Separately. We ran yeah. a relay.
0: Yeah. Where Blake was the baton.
1: Because we are actually following the, the local restrictions and we can't have anyone come and babysit. So <laughs> we passed we passed our child over in a car park <laughs> when I went to see the, uh, the film first and then... You went second. Yes, because that's how it works. Because there's two of us. How did you feel about me going to see the film before you? I wasn't when, happy. Yeah, when we um, when we discussed who was going to go first, you you said to me that you were you're used to now seeing films before me.
0: Yeah, I mean, you... I wasn't devastated if it was something. If it was a Marvel film, I mm-hmm. would have, I, I wouldn't be happy about it. <laughs> And I can't quite put my finger on yeah, why. I just wondered because why. Because there's literally seconds between it. But, um, yeah. But
1: because it would be something really meaningful to you and you would want to just have that I think experience. I'm just misogynistic
0: and think <laughs> that I should, be, <laughs> I think I should be the first person. You're
1: really not misogynistic. Because I was thinking, oh, people are going to think that you're just really misogynistic. But you're not at all and you're not, like, controlling or misogynistic. So I can't quite understand. But I wonder whether it's been, like, you've been going to the pictures and I haven't particularly yeah. during sort of especially after we lost Henry you found the pictures to be a real comfort oh yeah yeah. and I couldn't go back because Mm. it was too much like normality and but now I'm feeling sort of much more like I can go and sit in sit in the similar so I think it might just be because I was thinking about this while I was sat on my own watching the adverts and the trailers (laughs) I was thinking what would it what could it be and I think it's probably because you're just so used to coming back and talking to me about the film yeah and that being part of you know, sort of our life is mm. you go and see the film and you come back and tell me all about the film. Yes. So it's weird now that the dynamics changed in that, like, I knew all about the film when I met you in the car park for our secret rendezvous.
0: I wasn't happy about that.
1: <laughs> and that, well, I was really good. I didn't do anything. And maybe you're not happy about it as well because you know my tendency to blur out major spoilers. Yeah, without, that might be it. Yeah, 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 and, and like, sing them to you without even realising.
0: <laughs> it's a you're... You didn't have any like downtime in between. <laughs> so anyway,
1: now that we've yes. analysed that today, yeah, um, we we haven't even like gone into like we've we've had the rest of the day, and yeah. we haven't even gone into what do you think? Yeah. We've not gone into anything Save at it all for the podcast. So this is gonna be really interesting. I know, like my history with Bill and Ted: New Excellent Adventure from eighty nine. Yeah. Then we had, I hadn't seen Bogus Journey and I saw that only a few months ago, didn't I? Because yeah. you suggested that we put it on. This is before we were podcasting. Mm. And I know we've only watched it like a little while ago, but I can't remember anything about it apart from it includes death, right? So I went into this just thinking, can't re- no excellent adventure really, really well. Can't really remember much about Bogus Journey. I just don't know what this is going to be. And that's kind of how I felt throughout the entirety of the film. And I'm still not quite sure where I am with it.
0: So I was a huge Bill and Ted fan growing up. I actually saw the thing that introduced me to Bill and Ted, because I never saw, we weren't really all people who went to see films when I was growing up. So I was first introduced to it by the Saturday Morning Cartoon, which had an awesome theme tune. Do you want to say it? Bill and Ted's most excellent adventure. Bill Aww. and Ted's excellent adventure, most outstanding every day. I can't remember. I th- my... That's
1: so weird because, like, most of today I've been going around singing Bill and Ted's excellent. Yeah, adventure. I Sing it all the time. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. Good. Excellent.
0: Yeah. There was one episode Indeed. of the cart- All I remember There was one episode of the cartoon where Missy mm. is going to sing the national anthem at. Um, a baseball game but she can't hit the high notes so they go back in time to change the tradition of what song they sing before a baseball game to be take me out to the ball game uh, so that she wouldn't embarrass herself
1: there's a lot going on there mark
0: yeah yeah
1: yeah wow
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> so what about bogus journey as so, well oh
0: sorry yeah so after that i watched so i think my friend had excellent adventure on video and i watched it there and then I think I went to see Bogus Journey* at the cinema for like a birthday when it came out. So this oh, must all well happened so quite. sweet. Yeah, yeah, like a like. Do you
1: remember that? Like went the yeah. cinema for a, like a party.
0: Yeah. Then my me and my friends were like used to pretend to be Bill and Ted because we were ten, like ten, eleven. Which at one the were time. you? I don't really know. I still, yeah, no, I don't know. <laughs> I think we're probably just one of the other. Like, I don't think there was any differentiation between the two. Uh, I I always thought that. Bill was the cool one because he was blonde Mm. which is weird Mm. um, because their careers have gone very different paths and then Wayne's World came out and we instantly forgot Bill and Ted and became Wayne and Gar for like a couple of years that's
1: really interesting
0: and so I kind of forgot about Bill and Ted up until maybe five years after DVD players came out like when you could get like really cheap DVDs from HMV during the sales I bought both films at the same time and was quite annoyed because the, the covers didn't match up like one had like a weird logo like film club on the side and the other one didn't so they didn't sit next to each other on the film shelf properly that
1: would really annoy me yeah, as well and, i know you're laughing but i totally understand what mm. you're saying
0: and watch them back and then just couldn't get over just how certainly bogus journey bogus journey is one of the weirdest films it's a Ostensibly, a stoner kids film that references Powell and Pressburger's as a matter of life and death. And yeah, like, it's how they got away with it, I will never know. Mm. I, I love those films. I've gone back to them so many times. At, at the time, I didn't get any of the sexual jokes. So like 69, dude, I had no idea what that meant when I was like I really 10. hope you
1: didn't like go around like shouting that out as I well. probably did
0: <laughs> because that's what we did. Um, but yeah, I had I'd no idea of the relevance of it. Um, obviously, looking back now, there is some problematic things. About- yeah,
1: I was just about to say that. There's a lot of homophobia in there.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Mm,
1: using but, words and phrases that we just wouldn't w- use today.
0: Yeah. But yeah, that I still revisit them every maybe three or four years mm-hmm. just to because they very, feel very warm. And that's why I didn't know anything about these films going in. Didn't look at the trailers. Yeah. All I knew was that Samara Weaving was playing one of the daughters. In the end of Bogus Journey, they have children that are called Little Bill and Little Ted. So it was hinted that they were boys, but obviously they've been sort of retrofitted to be girls yeah. now. Yeah.
1: Shall we say spoilers for?
0: So Bill first Ted of all, Facebook? before we go, before we do gonna, that, yeah. Right. because I want to spoil this.
1: Okay. Yeah. But I'm worried but we're going to jump into it without saying
0: before it. Before we do this, right? I'm interested to know your thoughts before we go on. Okay. Let's. Would you recommend people go see this? No. Oh really? No,
1: I wouldn't. <laughs> I would recommend people pop this on on a Sunday afternoon on their television. I think this is a TV movie. I didn't think it made any difference, me being in the cinema, to see it. It didn't feel particularly cinematic. I loved the nostalgic elements to it. You know me, mm. I, I love nostalgia. So lots of... Especially at the beginning, when you're getting into the film and you're revisiting the characters. I think the performances are fantastic. Actually, no, I'm going to rewind that. I, think the I
0: don't, so that's uh... I, think, I
1: think the... Well, what I'm trying to say is I have really good feelings about the film. So I have a lot of... What's the word where you just want something to to be okay or you just...
0: You've, you've got warmth. Yeah,
1: I've it. got this real sense of warmth. Goodwill. And yeah, that, that's, ex- that's exactly it. So it's my goodwill pushing through in that I really enjoy seeing Bill and Ted on the screen again. And I think in particular Alex Win- Winter is acting his socks off. He is having a great time as Bill S Preston, Esquire. Like, I just loved what I think. The camera loves him, and it didn't feel like a put-on performance. It felt like he's been that character for years, waiting to bring that back out. So the nostalgia, the goodwill, carries it through for me. But if you say, you know, are we going to tell our mates to go and see this film... At the cinema, no. When it comes on, whatever it is going to come on, yeah. watch it. It's fine.
0: I love this film.
1: Oh, God.
0: I sat there with a big hey. grin, smiling grin. I laughed all the way through. You laughed? I cried at the end.
1: You didn't. I cried at the end. There were two women in yeah. front of me when I was waiting to like socially distantly exit yeah. the cinema. Where you've got to go out a fire door now. Yeah. And the guy who had um, the um, black bag for everyone to put their their stuff in, so one of the staff members at the cinema sort of went to them, oh, what did you think? And they just went, terrible, like that. Now, I don't think it's terrible.
0: Inject that shit into my veins. I love the fact that no one else likes this.
1: It's it's not terrible, but it's not great.
0: Oh, no. This is by no way a good film. (laughs) But I loved it.
1: You are still so Well, confusing. going back to
0: our conversation on Point Break. Right. I totally agree with you on Alex Winter. I don't. <laughs> Keanu Reeves. Oh. Is... Don't. Yeah. Keanu Reeves looks like Cerberus Snape in this.
1: Severus Snape?
0: Yeah.
1: You said Cerberus. Cerberus. Severus.
0: Severus.
1: Yeah.
0: Looks like Professor Snape in this. <laughs>
1: Yeah, he it does. It's and the hair.
0: Doesn't quite pull it off. Everyone else around them, I am totally with.
1: I I love... It. Are we in spoilers
0: yet? Uh, no, let's, let, let, let's... I'm just desperately trying uh, yeah. to say things. So, right, okay. So we've got a bit of a difference of opinion. Mm. Um, I would say go see this and make your own mind up. Uh, because, like, clearly... Certainly if you have any want for Bill and Ted at all, I would say go and see this. Elaine um, clearly thinks differently.
1: I just think it's a bit of a waste of money if you're going to... And also, like, if you're thinking about safety and things like that, I would just wait until it comes on the telly. I don't think it needs to be seen in the cinema. But, oh, okay, I'm... I can see... I think your you're missing the
0: point of reviews here.
1: Yeah, and also, like, i talked myself out of this, I want to support the cinema, so of course we're going to go and we're going to see it. But I just... I'm not going to run to my mates and go, oh yeah, go and see this. You'll have a great time. I didn't laugh. I I laughed once at the beginning and then I was counting my laughs. I enjoyed the nostalgia. I wish I felt emotional, but there are emotional beats in this. And like the cold, stony hearted woman I am didn't feel anything in it. Didn't cry. Didn't even like have a minor tear or any sort of wetness in the eye. I wanted it to be. I, I wanted it to be either really funny and daft, or really emotional and like heart wrenching. And it's neither of those things.
0: Right. I think we need to get rid of the stragglers on and get into spoiler territory. Right. Go. Cool. Um, well, thank you for listening. If this is where <laughs> you're leaving us, <laughs> uh, you're about to hear a massive argument. If you're sticking on, so uh, yeah, go watch Bill and Ted Face the Music or don't. Or don't. And then come back and listen to me <laughs> and let argue this out.
1: This is like I'm giving this two and two and a half stars, and that's only for the goodwill.
0: I'm giving this four and a half.
1: Oh, you are kidding me! No,
0: no, no! Absolutely. Like I can do it by how much I enjoyed it, and I think that the nostalgia. So, so right. Let's go into let's get into spoilers okay. now. For, from from here on, be monsters. Mm-hmm. I think it is so difficult to do a film like this so long after, and so many films get this wrong, whereby they putting too many references to the old things that it just feels like fan fiction. I think the Star Wars films did that for me. I, In my mind, when I'm watching certain films and Star Wars was one of them, I go back to when somehow I came along like some fan fiction for friends and within three minutes they'd made three references to like three different episodes and it's like, you, people don't do that in good literature. I think this just touched back to the original films without actually, without nowhere near going too far for me.
1: I think it's just exactly the same as the other two films. It's a time-travelling exploit. The two girls, the children, go and collect some characters from history, plus someone who, please tell me, you had no idea who he is as well, who the, who the hell is this King Cuddy?
0: Oh, I had no idea about that.
1: Yeah, I know I'm old and out of touch and everything, (laughs) but, and he's not very good. And he just like pops up and then at the end, is it featuring King Cuddy? Am I meant to know who he is? Is this just for the young people in the audience? Like, they didn't need to do that in 1989. 1989, they weren't sticking like Michael Jackson in the, you know, the the historical figures or, you know, I'm going to say Bill Clinton, but he didn't arrive by then. Don't say anything, and. (laughs) you want to make a joke
0: no I don't no I don't I think for the kids you've got King Cuddy and for people our age you've got Dave Grohl
1: all right yeah he's there for two seconds I didn't even get that excited about Dave Grohl it was mainly for me an opportunity for Winter and Reeves to dress up as wacky characters and I quite enjoyed that don't get me wrong but it wasn't something that, it's not something that carries an entire film. But I think it is a repetition of, you know, and what would have been, I thought would have been really much better is if the, the girls and their dads had been together in this film. We haven't seen that before where they're all travelling together. Instead, you've got these two really disparate stories where the girls are trying to save their dads and the dads don't really seem to be making um, any sort of reference to the fact that their teenage children are at home while the world's collapsing. They're too... Like, they're absolutely obsessed with their princesses and their marriages collapsing. It just... I would have loved it for them to to have been together. So you've got more of that interaction and that bouncing off them.
0: What do you think of Samara Weaving and... I'm going to get the actress's name... Mm.
1: I really, really enjoyed it. Bridget
0: Lundy-Payne.
1: Well, that's what I'm saying. I Mm. really enjoyed their performance. I didn't think it was too OTT.
0: Yeah, I think they got it just right. Just right.
1: Samara Weaving in particular was really playing it down, I felt. Yeah. I think she could have gone, as Alex Winters, Bill's daughter, she could have really gone for it. Um, They were intelligent. They knew what they were doing. They were confident women. Brilliant. Bring it all on. But don't put them off in a little side story... Just you know, make them a main part of the.
0: Uh, I it didn't that never occurred to me. Okay. I think putting it, it, to me, if I'm running through that in my head, I think having a story of Bill and Ted with their daughters just reeks of bad sequel to me okay um it worked for me i like the fact that bill and ted went on their own thing and they were doing sort of the quest that referenced excellent adventure uh where they're getting the historical figures together and then i saw the plot point coming um an absolute mile off because the referencing logan and preston rather than bill and ted and but it didn't spoil it for me i just thought okay that's where we're going yeah okay fine
1: The music wasn't very good though was it like if this is the song that's meant to save the world i was a bit like you know
0: i am an absolute sucker for bits of music where the different parts come together to make a song together a bit of a flute that was the bit that i welled up and i can't explain it
1: is it because they went there and this really inexplicable bit at the end where they just they they made infinite copies of themselves and then they gave everyone a saxophone. Made absolutely a, no sense it whatsoever. made no sense whatsoever.
0: But by that point, I was all in. You were in. crying? I was all in. Yeah. So I, I don't like, care about that.
1: Well, maybe that's a bit... I yeah. was getting bored at that, but I was thinking, mm. when is this going to end? <laughs> there were a couple of teenagers in front to the left of me that had already stood up with their phone on, full, with a little <laughs> torch on, you know the torch comes on yeah. as well, that were just going in and out of the cinema, and they had completely given up as well. And I didn't blame them, to be quite honest with you.
0: So let's talk about... Because when I met you, you said how it was full of kids. Yes. Mine was the same.
1: It's a playgroup.
0: I had a mother of maybe mid-twenties mm. bringing two... Girls who were probably under five each.
1: Yeah, yeah, I had the same. Yeah. So God knows what
0: they thought.
1: Well, this is it. This is like I can but you know what? I was sat there, and I think old me, old pre-mum me,
0: yeah,
1: would have been raging at this. And yeah. Th- but I can completely understand how, in this current climate, you mm. need to take your kids somewhere. And have a break yourself. And yeah. if you're someone who likes Bill and Bill and Ted and has that history, totally get it. The the kid actually the kids that were younger that were next to me were perfectly well behaved. Mm all the way through the film. So it was these. the older yeah. kids that mm. were getting bored. And I can understand that. Mm. Um, how on earth were they going to like take any of the jokes? They can't and...
0: contextualise anything. No, no, yeah. I know.
1: But if this is all that's on for them, you can understand. So I, I think this is going to be a regular thing. I think if you go and see Bill and Ted, mm. you're going to have a lot of families and a lot of people with kids coming mm. in. I was the only person in like... <laughs> age 40 sat by myself i wore my mask throughout the whole thing because i was worried because there were kids around me so i wore my mask throughout and sat in the in the back row just feeling like a bit of a weirdo to be quite honest with you but you know
0: so one of the things that made me smile all the way throughout is the cast in this um the extended cast because i think i think you're quite right that alex winter is absolutely nailing this he's
1: loving it yeah you can see there's so much there's so much emotion behind mm. that performance, even though he's, like, a daft... Bill is daft, isn't he? You yeah. know, But you can see he's every, he's putting everything into it.
0: Keanu Reeves <laughs> was also in it, as, <laughs> as I said last week. <laughs> yeah.
1: I think because we know Keanu now as something completely different, as this action hero. Yeah. It's really weird to see him back as, mm. like, as Ted.
0: But, to, I mean, just going through the cast, I love Kristen Schaal.
1: See, fine... Okay. I, didn't, I wasn't particularly blown away. What is she from? So
0: she's from Flight of the Concords.
1: Oh, okay. Uh,
0: but she's in a lot of things. She's in a lot of British things. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah.
1: Okay.
0: Anthony Carrigan as Dennis Caleb McCoy.
1: Yes, he was very good.
0: Um, he was very good. Plays Boho the Hank ro- in, The robot. Um,
1: so where do I know him? Would I know him?
0: He plays Boho ha- uh, sorry, Noho Hank... Sorry, no her Hank Barry. What? So you know Barry... Which you haven't seen?
1: Oh, I thought Noho Hanking Barry was no. a person. No,
0: Noho Hank is no. an Estonian gangster in Barry.
1: Right, I've not. So seen
0: So that's him. what he looks like.
1: Oh, is that what he? He, he looks a bit like um, a bit like Death. A bit yeah, like William yeah, a Sadler. little bit. Yeah,
0: a little bit. William yeah.
1: Sadler, lovely to see him back. Yes, lovely to see Death. In actually, I really enjoyed the parts of the film that talk about what it's like to be in, an, in a band that does well yeah. and then they have creative differences or someone leaves a lovely little intellectual property law joke for yeah. me because he'd taken the name <laughs> Wild Stallions and they'd had to sue him. Loved all of that.
0: See, that, yeah, absolute perfection, that. But I...
1: that doesn't make, that bit, which I really enjoyed and thought, I might use that in one of my classes, <laughs> That that doesn't make an entire film.
0: Okay, that that's absolutely fine. Um, Erin Hayes and Jamie Mays as the princesses. Um I love seeing Jamie Mays again. Do you because know she's... her at all?
1: Oh you're It's been a <laughs> long day. Um she's from Glee.
0: Yes. And I spent all day all this show going what? How, how do, do I know, I know her? her? How do I know yeah, her? Yeah, yeah. She's from Glee, she's from heroes. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I
1: mean they didn't have much to do, pet. But...
0: No, but it's you like, know, no,
1: but... but the princesses never did, no
0: you know no. It,
1: you do, and to be honest with you, I'm not even going to get on my high high hole you know w- women's rights horse for this, to be honest with you, because they've never done in any of the other shows, and I'm not quite sure what they would do with them anyway, so mm. i'll I'll leave that be.
0: Amy Stock as Missy. Just lovely to see her again after
1: Is the couldn't See, I don't know the films well enough yeah, to know yeah. that she was actually Missy in mm. the f- first one. Oh well, yeah, one. First, first and first second,
0: second, yeah. Holland Taylor, Holland Taylor as the great leader. Oh, the great leader, yes. yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Gillian Bell, who's a stand-up comedian who's done very well recently as the marriage guidance counsellor. Mm,
1: yeah, yeah, Just I thought I knew her.
0: All this, all the way through, just makes you And, and smile. then Ted's dad. Ted's dad comes back. Yeah. yeah. See, I I'm fully willing to admit that this is not a great film, and I and my my fandom for Bill and Ted is completely biased in my review. But this I loved, and this is the perfect comeback sequel for me. This might be what what Hi Chris um, thinks of. Um, <laughs> Crystal Skull. Crystal
1: Skull, yeah. Mm. I'm so pleased for you because when I walked out of the pictures and met you in the car park, which sounds really dodgy, I was really worried. I I really wanted to sort of say to you, Are you sure you wanna go and Are you sure you wanna go and see this? So I'm pleased I didn't. I'm pleased I kept a straight face. I'm pleased for you, yeah.
0: And all the way so through, I... I was thinking, I bet lane hated
1: this really Yeah, did yeah, you? yeah, did you yeah, think yeah. that yeah because mm. yeah. it's totally not your thing mm. no I I don't, no, Mark, it, it is my thing it is my thing I love nostalgia I love any sort of intellectual property law joke it I just didn't think it was particularly I just didn't find it interesting I I was counting down the time and it was a ninety minute film and it should have absolutely flown by, it should have been a rollicking ride, and it wasn't for me. It I thought it was very pedestrian.
0: That's interesting because I would I sort of looked at my watch and thought, I have no idea how they're gonna wrap this up in the next twenty minutes.
1: And I was counting it. Well Yeah. So there we go.
0: Isn't it interesting? <laughs> and aren't I right? <laughs>
1: You really want? You'll have to go and see the film first the next time, won't you?
0: <laughs> no, no, I don't care. I'll I'll go watch. I I will go watch this again.
1: You would? You would go and see oh, it again? Yeah,
0: yeah. 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 Oh, it's 90 you, minutes. You it's couldn't
1: just... pay me, Mark. You couldn't pay me. I bet I could. All right. Fine. How much?
0: I'll Give you twenty quid to go watch it. <laughs> oh,
1: it'd be more than twenty quid, definitely.
0: Oh, would you pay me twenty pounds to go watch
1: it? I mean, I oh, I could. I'm an hour and a half to myself. Yeah, that'd be brilliant. <laughs> Do you want to take Blake with you? No. Come on, well, people are taking their kids. Yeah,
0: cool. He'll yeah. be
1: fine. He'll love it.
0: Yeah, it's <laughs> twenty quid. Go to the cinema. Yeah. I'm watching Strike.
1: <laughs> oh, that sounds perfect. <laughs> oh, I'm tempted. <laughs> <laughs> right, let's wrap it up. Yes. We've, it's a, oh, it's a long part. Po- I'm just looking at the time. It's a long podcast. We well, we've, haven't done. A, to talk about. Yeah, we haven't done a long one like this for a while. So yeah. Well. I'm going to go and look up who Kid Cuddy is.
0: I don't care. <laughs> no, neither do I, but
1: I feel that I should know. Clearly all the the cool kids know who this guy is. Why does he disappear at the end? As well, like, he just, at the end, he just disappears?
0: Because he was he was warped out of a concert at the beginning of the film. So at the very beginning, when they're right. showing that the time is, like, falling oh, the, apart the you have jesus taken out of the last supper mm-hmm. you have babe ruth being taken out of the baseball game and his final thing and you have him performing on stage and then he is taken out of that and put into modern times
1: right oh thanks for that i didn't pick that up at all <laughs> oh
0: god it's like 10 all over again <laughs> it is. yeah you're gonna have to explain it all to me
1: oh and thankfully you'll you'll be happy with this when i drove back from the pictures i did go the right way around the roundabout. <laughs> Well, I was thinking handy. about that after Tenet and my <laughs> attempt to go around the roundabout backwards because
0: it's a better film than Tenet
1: I don't want to have another argument with you about <laughs> but I, I completely <laughs> disagree right come on I'm <laughs> yawning still
0: okay
1: <laughs> happy wedding day Jen and Matt
0: alright we've done enough of
1: that <laughs> <laughs> bye everyone bye bye see you soon. Before you go, just a reminder that you can subscribe to The Honeymoon Period podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or anywhere else you get your podcasts. You can join in the conversation on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Just search for The Honeymoon Pod. Finally, if you like this episode and you think someone else would too, please share it. See you next time. Most triumphant.